You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. And we're glad to have you listening in. And we've got a very special show. And we've got uh, Ed Pastel in today. And he's going to be talking about something that I'm very interested in. And I think you'll find that you're very interested in. Uh, Ed's a West Point graduate, and before we get started, we always like to uh, have just a, a moment of silence and remember our veterans and also our first responders and those that are on military active duty now. So we're going to pause for just a moment and uh, uh, do that, and... Uh, We'll play just a little bit of prayer music as we go into it. And we'll be back in just a moment. Another thing we do, sir, is uh, I don't know if you've listened to any of our military shows lately, but we also, and I know at West Point, of all places, this had to be a part of going from A to B. And I don't know about you, sir, and and I <laughs> I went to uh, my basic was at Fort Ord, California, and uh, you know, like we were talking uh, earlier, uh, there's a reason for everything, and that last quarter mile of the force run or or uh, double timing or whatever you've been doing and you're either your platoon sergeant or your uh, platoon leader your the the uh, lieutenant um, is there and he, he can tell that the troops are beginning to suffer a little bit so they'll start a jody they'll start a cadence call and i couldn't tell you how many times that you know you're about to drag it as far as you can drag it and they start up a cadence call and it puts a smile on your face and you make that last quarter of a mile your your calves are hurting your your shins are hurting everything is hurting but you start that cadence call a jody and you get a smile on your face and you make it the rest of the way well, that Jody Cole took me back to when I was 18 and did bring a smile on my face. <laughs> 
when uh, when you started at Westport, huh? I did, yes. It was called Beast Barracks. That was our boot camp, and it was quite a shock, uh, but it was a good shock. And I look back on that, and like I shared before, you know, a lot of the things, the life path that West Point and the Army has put me on, I look back at those events that made me so much stronger for everything I encountered uh, after that. Oh, it's, uh, you know, as we were talking, uh, the uh, military, I guess since 1776, really, they've been practicing, and I don't know that they'll ever get it perfect, but they they continue to work on, you know, it's like everything from what is the first thing they give you when you get in basic, a haircut. <laughs> So we all look the same. Nobody's got long, wavy hair. We all look the same, and everybody buys one of those little plastic uh, comb things to make your hair grow faster. But I think it's just to sell those little plastic jobbers. But we're not here to talk about uh, basic, per se. Other than that, it would affect this in a, in a way. And um, I, I like you, and, and obviously I just went to the – commoners basic training but i see you know what it's meant and uh well let me just i'm going to throw the ball in your court what are you doing here ed okay i'm coming here to share what our community salutes georgia uh, is doing for the young enlistees the in all the five services uh we conduct recognition ceremonies we're going to have our next one on december 10th at the Shrine Center in Atlanta. Uh, they come in, we recognize them, we honor their families. Uh, we have, uh, we'll have General Cardin speaking, that the Adjutant General for the Georgia National Guard will be speaking to them. Uh, and we recognize them with a certificate, a challenge coin, which their NCOs will explain to them what's all about. And then probably just as uh, most important, we give them a pocket constitution and we share with them that this is what they're serving. So they're quite exciting events. Uh, we're having one this uh, on December the 10th, which is next Saturday, and we'll be having four in May across Georgia. We want to reach out and recognize as many of these young men and women, these heroes, who are part of the less, less than one-half percent that are serving our country. You know, this is uh, amazing that... Uh out of 330 million people or 340 million people, we have less than 1% that will join the military. And we live, in my opinion, in the finest world in the country, and it's very little to uh, join and give back, you know. And uh, I think what you all are doing and and getting young people now. Is this part of JRTC? No, it's not. Uh, they support us. We'll have them down there supporting us with posting the colors. Uh, and a lot of JROTC do enlist. Uh, but this is focused to high school seniors who chose to serve their country as opposed to serving a personal life path. Now, when will they, when do they sign up for this? Uh, as uh, they, they reg- We've been registering for about two months. Uh, registration closes to debt today. Okay, but the the student themselves, when do they sign up, decide to enlist, or decide to that? It's it's during their senior year. They can okay. they can enlist some anytime during their senior year. 
and then what they do is they go through and then they ship out to their boot camp. Uh, right now, with the crisis we're under, we're so few enlisting, as soon as they sign up, they're basically shipped out. Wow. So the pool of young people we have to honor December, December 10th uh, is smaller than it normally would be, you know, because they have bigger masses of people. Um, a lot of the services, you know, they're, they're not committed until they actually go to boot camp and, I guess, sign their contract. Uh, so some have changed their minds. And it's one of the reasons we've been asked to do this in December is because a lot of the young people were sitting around the Christmas table with family, boyfriends, and girlfriends and kind of lost focus of what they intended to do. And so this helps them understand uh, what they're getting involved in. And every time I start thinking that we're doing an awful lot of work on these events, I think of the faces of those young men and women who are so proud that they're being recognized. You understand a lot. Of, they're not getting a lot of recognition. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why Ken Hartman, like 20 years ago, created this. He was on the board of directors of a high school and realized high schools honor those going to colleges, the academies, but don't pay a lot of attention to those who are enlisting, a lot of the high schools. And so that's why he created this. And to see the pride on their face and see the pride on their families if they go through these events, uh, and it's also an education system or education for the parents. You know, I've noticed at the first events, a lot of the parents walked in, you know, looking a little concerned. You know, what is my child getting into? Uh, and when they left, they were all felt very peaceful and confident that this is a great career path uh, for the child. In fact, one of the examples that that ran through is the first ceremony. We had Command Sergeant Major Greer, who was one of our guest speakers, uh, called one of the enlistees up to the stage and they told him that I understand you're uh, enlisting for the Ranger School, for Rangers. Here's my very first Ranger coin, and he gave him a Ranger coin, and he said, when I was a young soldier, I was kind of getting down, and the senior NCO took care of me. I'm your senior engineer uh, enlisted. Here's my card. Call me anytime you have an issue. And you can just set up, see a peace, you know, settle over all the, the, the families because they understand that their child is joining a large family that's there to take care of them. You know, uh, family is right. Uh, I use the term sometimes fraternity and sorority because it's, it's the largest group in the, in the world, I guess that, uh, and you know, it's, it's, uh, we always, bring up the fact that uh one you can almost and with your experience i'm sure you can do a better job of than i can but you can almost i don't know whether it's recognize smell i don't know what it is but you can you can recognize the vet the veteran and uh you know you you go through the airport or something and we always promote this that you see a person with a cap on that says I served on the USS whatever or you know or says army on it or whatever it happens to say on it and you know they're a veteran then offer to buy them a meal or offer to buy them a drink or a a cup of coffee whatever the case might be doesn't matter and like we we point out it'll do more for you the person that receives it will appreciate it but you'll get the best feeling in the world saying, well, 
I did something for my country because I brought a veteran a meal. Or, you know, if they're in uniform, on active duty. Uh, and the same thing goes for EMTs or, or any of our first responders, fire, police, whatever. If you see one of them and it's, and it's a good situation, you walk in and there's, uh, one or two or three cops sitting at the table, pay for their lunch or their dinner or whatever the, it might be. And I, we also, and I think this is something that, uh, your, your program probably, whether you address it directly or indirectly, is that we recognize that when, and, the, and these kids will recognize it too, when they go to uh, their boot camp or whatever they go to, uh, the whole family goes. Everybody thinks of, well, Ed was deployed or Ed was gone for a year, but no, the whole family is deployed. And what I mean by that is that they're thinking about you, they're waiting and it's so much different than when I was in you'd wait for a letter for a couple of weeks but you know you'd today with the electronics you can keep track of them you can see that they're well you can see that they've uh, grown a mustache and hopefully that's not the girl but uh, the guys have grown a mustache or or whatever and but the whole family goes the grandparents go the parents go uh, when they're deployed, and uh, and part of deployment is is basic, and uh, they it's sort of it's you know, I guess in a way, I, and like I said, I don't know how much during your program you talk to the parents about well this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and so forth and so on, but it gets them involved, and when you're thanking somebody for raising their right hand and joining, or enlisting. Um, you know, it's the whole family that's enlisting. Well, and, and along those lines, you know, we try to have a recruiter as one of the speakers. They're part of our programs. Uh, we have a Blue Star mother who will be part of the program uh, to share with the mothers, you know, have the sensing with the mothers what their children go through. I know last year after I had a video of the Blue Star mother, mothers, uh, I had several mothers come up almost in tears saying, I really understand now, and I appreciate that. Uh, so we do include, you know, the the families in this, uh, and we bring these young men and women up to stage to recognize them. The whole family comes. You know, they come along with the recruiters. If their counselors are there, the counselors come up on the stage. Oh, that's great. And so we have a picture with them, uh, you know, with the General Cardinal be this year. And then when they leave the stage, we have special setups just for the families. We have one, a large American flag they can take a family portrait in front of. And then right next to that is our community salutes banner that they'll take a picture. And all these pictures are available to these young men and women, uh, along with the video that we'll be taking of the ceremony. So they can see this and keep living this. Uh, one thing is part of the ceremony, I have to thank my classmate Jim Eberly for dragging me through the 20th century, almost in the 21st. Oh, Jim Everly? Jim Everly, yes. He's the one who referred me to you way back years ago. Really? Okay, well, uh, if Jim's listening, I want to thank him. He just became a patron of America's Web Radio, and uh, we do appreciate it. Good. 
Yeah, he brought me in up to speed on QR codes. Oh. So as opposed to going through the printing and all that, we're using QR codes for the programs so the these young people can do that you know much easier. And it really gave us a lot of flexibility. And this will link the parents and this uh, you know, young people will be thinking about boot camp. They're not going to be thinking about this stuff, you know, getting this hard copy stuff probably for months. But the parents will. You know, they can pull down pictures of them with their son or daughter, hmm. you know, and that'll give them something to think about. Uh, also, as part of that recognition uh, booklet uh, that was developed by Michael Hare of Sharp, which is an amazing booklet for all the services, uh, the very last page is the resources. You know, we link in resources that these parents and their children can go to, you know, while they're entering, during service, and getting out. You know, the financial support, the counseling support, uh, all kind of different supports as they serve through the military career. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to stop you for a second. We gotta take a break and we'll be back with Ed Postel talking about community salutes. And, uh, we do salute them and we're gonna talk a little bit more about if, uh, we can do anything to help more. We will be more than glad to. Um, we'll be back right after this. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand, and take back our country. Georgia, this is Mark the Shark from Bite of Reality. Hey, just wanted to give you a quick shout out and let you know, vote Herschel Walker in the upcoming elections. You need to get Herschel. He's for family values, education, small business, and pro-Israel, pro-American energy. Herschel Walker is the person you got to have. With Herschel Walker, you'll get common sense, not nonsense. Government by the people starts with Herschel. December 6th, vote Herschel Walker. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we do thank everybody for listening and uh, thank people for their becoming patrons and uh, uh, helping support our effort to uh, get the word out about a lot of things. And today we're getting the word out about community salutes. And I just, I can't imagine a finer program in talking to both the young people are basically, like you said, our seniors in high school that uh, have decided that they want to go in the military. How about uh, when when you're talking or when the recruiter is talking to them or whoever is talking to them in high school, do they explain the economics of the military? I say yes. We have a very sophisticated recruiting staff right now compared to probably what we remember back in the 70s or 60s. Uh, they go through the advantages. You know, for one, uh, this young man or woman will, you know, join a large family, uh, military family, be trained in skills. In fact, one of the reasons that uh, we keep doing this is I keep ref- looking back on this young man at the first ceremony 
he was standing there. He was so proud because he said, I'm going to the Air Force and they're going to train me exactly what I want to do is maintain airplanes. And you could just see his parents looking at him with, with such pride. Uh, so yeah, they explain that. Uh, they explain the education opportunities. And the GI Bill is worth about $120,000 that every enlistee earns. Uh, the Army is very big on pushing in, uh, education. Uh, they, they explain all the different job opportunities they have when, when they go in as far as the training and whatever they wish to do. And, and they try to match what the young person wants because that makes a more satisfied, you know, soldier in the long term. Um, and they talk about how they push the education, you know, throughout the career. And then we also pr- talk about, you know, this is a life path and what you will be when you get out of the military. You know, like David mentioned, when you walk into a room, people are going, people are going to know something's different about you. You know, just the way you carry yourself, just the way you conduct, conduct yourself, uh, just the way you look around and there's, if there's some issues, uh, you basically work to correct them. And I know employees are dying for people coming out of the military. You know, vet a land and other, I, I deal with them and they are looking for, you know, helping organizations find these veterans. Because if you think about it, think back to your military career, you, know, you are trained that there is a mission and we will accomplish that mission. Uh, you put all your resources together, you put your teams together to accomplish that mission. Uh, there's no, uh, oper- you know, no, would not accept failure. Uh, so it is, it is something the employers are looking for. And in my opinion, it's going to just increase. It's going to get better and better for the for the person coming out of the military. Or, you know, employers are finding out today more and more to support those that may they've done their active duty, be it four years, whatever it happens to be, but they've come back and joined the reserves. And more and more employers are, I can remember a time that an employer frowned on the fact of, well, you're going to take off once a month and play soldier or whatever, you know, the case might be. But now, because of the employer-employee situation, employers are working with more and more of the folks that decide to stay in. And, you know, I've been very blessed. I was a reservist, and uh, a, a lot of folks, when I, you know, I got my fair share of kidding back in the day. But at the same token, you know, I've gotten a lot of folks that, of rank, I might add, that, uh, you know, they realize how important the reserve is and where... You know, our military today <laughs> wouldn't be as strong as it was if it wasn't for the reserves and the number of reservists that are on active duty right now. And have, you know, and you raise your hand and you can, you can be gone the next day if, if the military decides that. And <laughs> you, you don't, there's, there's nobody exactly that you can go in and argue with. You, you uh, do it, and and you know what you're getting into. And I just I praise these kids that uh, you know they're young, eighteen. That's you know any psychiatrist or psychologist will say that, particularly in men or boys, 
you know, the brain really hadn't developed until you're you're closer to 25. But if they're if they're that set on going in, they should be saluted. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that during the salute presentation and during this and and not only during it. But afterwards, is there any kind of follow up after after the ceremony? I mean, like, okay, Ed's gone in. He's he signed up. He's gone. He's gone to basic or boot or whatever. Uh, is there any follow up from the community service? There, there is follow up at the national level. You know, realize we're only two years old right now, so we're growing. Uh, but the national organization has a uh, very aggressive support help group to educate to educate the parents on what's involved in the military, how they function through the military, take care of their child during the military, and support the military when they get out. Uh, we are working towards that, uh, but like I said, this is only our second year of doing it. So we are building towards that. You know, as, as far as building, uh, you know, the first year we had, you know, approximately, we had uh, around four, 300 people. Hang on a second, I found my piece of paper, I lost it. Uh, the first year we had about 400 people total. Uh, this last year we had about 700 people wow. on the event. So it's growing. Uh, but one of the things that helps with the growing, and this is out to all the people listening, is you know, look around you. And if you know that you see some young uh, high school seniors who have enlisted, make sure you mention our, that they come to our Community Salutes website and sign up for these events uh, to get them there because the recruiters are working I'm not sure the word all gets all the way out. So the more people are aware of it, we can have them come to, to these events themselves. So that's one thing I would ask you all to do. Uh, this one's fairly close, December 10th. But if you bump into some young man or woman who wants to come with their family, just have them give me a call, 610-420-6768, and I'll take care of that. And I bet uh, the colonel will repeat this at some point so get your pen and paper ready and be sure and write it down and you know i just i'm sitting here thinking about all the 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 positives of this and you know giving the kids and i call them kids they're young adults by the time they're 18 and in high school and they're they're young adults that you know when i was in school it was a whole different curriculum compared to what they're fed tonight or today. And that goes from grade school to the 12th grade. And, you know, the young person that can see through the baloney that they're being fed in schools and decide, you know, I want to be, I want to serve my country. They should be saluted. They and, you know, their friends and, you know, anything that we can do to help promote it, certainly we will do it. And, uh, I, I just think that, uh, this is a great program and not only we're talking basically high school now, but we also mentioned too the fact that, you know, if, uh, person is graduating from college or just has graduated and they haven't decided exactly what they want to do in life i can sit here with a straight face and openly 
swear that I guarantee you some branch of the military has something that you want to do. Whether, just like your example of the young man that wanted to be a, a, a work on airplanes, uh, it may be underwater this, or it may be who knows what. Uh, but, you know, they have a place, some branch has a place for you and will be your life's calling and give you, you know, I used to talk about, uh, College being a, it, it wasn't that great, it, but it was a key to get into a place, you know? And now, college isn't even respected for that anymore, and, and seldom used as a key to get a position like it used to be. But, you know, this program and a person that has gone through the military is in high, high demand by every HR person in the country. Yeah, just a personal example of that. When I got out of the Army, I chose to get out, and that's still hard. Um, my first job, I had a fellow who knew me, and he kept telling my boss he had to talk to me because he knew what I did. My boss didn't want to talk to me because uh, the jobs I had were like two or three levels above him, but he said if I had to talk to me. So he forced my boss to talk to me, and within five minutes, when he realized that I wanted to be a middle-level, you know, construction manager, he said, "You're hired." You know, just because he knew what he was getting, you know, coming out of the, out of the military. Uh, one thing that you ask, I'd like to share also. This is like the current status. You know, we're having an enlistment challenge. We're having a challenge getting these young people, and one one of the big effects was this pandemic we just went through the last two years, where recruiters were not able to get into the high schools. You know, that, that slowed that down so they didn't have the exposure. And, and one of the things is 70% of these young people today are not qualified for the military, either physically, uh, education, the ASFABs, uh, or they have a record or drug issues. Uh, one of the things the Army is doing right now is they're having a pre-boot camp, boot camp, you know, for those who do poorly on their ASFAB and would not meet the entrance requirements or those who are overweight or out of shape, they basically take them to boot camp, uh, I think it's 60 days early, 30 or 60 days early, and they work on you know, bringing them up to speed on the ASFAB, getting the physical shape. And so a large majority of these young people who previously would not have been able to get in the military now can get in the military. You know, these are the steps that the military is taking to help uh, improve our youth, you know, get them into the service. Ed, we're going to take another quick break, and uh, we'll be back talking about our kids and uh, the community salutes. And if I can, if I can uh, get on the coattails of it, America's Web Radio salutes these kids too. So we'll be back in just a moment. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Georgia, this is Mark the Shark from Bite of Reality. Hey, just wanted to give you a quick shout out and let you know, vote Herschel Walker in the upcoming elections. You need to get Herschel. 
He is for family values, education, small business, and pro-Israel, pro-American energy. Herschel Walker is the person you got to have. With Herschel Walker, you'll get common sense, not nonsense. Government by the people starts with Herschel. December 6th, vote Herschel Walker. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and uh, we're certainly glad to have you listening. And we want to point out something. The, the show that we're doing right now, Community Salutes, and, you know, Ed, I can almost disappoint you by the fact that I realize that there are not a whole lot of high school kids listening to the show this morning. But with that being said, there are a lot of parents and a lot of grandparents that are listening and please, we ask this all the time, and particularly if you're a veteran, to talk to your graduating seniors or your high school grandkids and or your college grandkids and just ask them, well, have you looked at the military as a career or have you looked at the military as an occupation when you graduate, either from college or from high school? And so it's up to you, grandparents, and particularly, I'll stress the point, it's up to you veterans. You know what, you've been there, done that, and you know what, uh, Ed and I were talking earlier that uh, it may be 20 years down the road, it might even, like in my case, be 50 years down the road. But something will come to you that happened when you were in the military, and you'll realize how glad you are that you served and that there was a the military is incredible in my opinion for they make you do stuff but there's always a reason behind it always a reason behind it even the cutting of the hair there's a reason behind it and uh you know it's just like you mentioned Ed the the kids that couldn't get in because they're overweight right now I can assure you within 60 days (laughs) Uh, their fatigues or BDOs as they call them now. We call them fatigues. I don't know what you all call them, but we have fatigues. And but, I'm that old. <laughs> but they, uh, by the time you get a, go through 60 days with that drill sergeant and uh, and uh, you've done that uh, horizontal ladder a few times, hundred times, I should say. Uh, those fatigue pants, you'll have to put an extra knot in your in your belt to tighten them up and keep them on. Uh, they will take that weight off of you. And, um, you know, there's another thing that for the, the person that served is that you come out of it with confidence when you've made it and you've made that force march. You've, you've double timed and, uh, maybe you, you were the guide on carrier, whatever. But you've made it. You you gain self confidence that you didn't. I I don't think you ever thought you could have. And you learn. And as we were talking, the important thing is, like you said, Ed, you go in as me, but you come out as us. And you learn to take care of your buddy. Your buddy's got your back. You've got your buddy's back, and everybody around you. Yeah, taking off of what you said, I think it's imperative that all the listeners share their experiences with you know other families, other parents, other children, 
one of the things we consciously do is we invite a lot of I call ambassadors to come to to the ceremony, like Colonel White, uh, you know, George's uh, Military Hall of Fame will be there. Uh, we have the recruiters, the JROTC, who is coming to support us. You know, the mission of that I give them also is you talk to these other but young men and women. You've been involved with the military some level. Share with them. I mean, they look at you and they see themselves. So we have all kinds of ambassadors to go and share with them their experiences. And I think it makes the families feel much more comfortable and confident. And the same thing with the, with the young men and women who are enlisting. So that's something we push to do. Uh, we've also uh, started a very so, uh, active social media program, reaching out to influencers, you know, uh, superintendents, principals, counselors, athletic directors, directors, sharing with them our interest in this young person. You know, th- those who are willing to enlist. Uh, so we keep bumping them, and hopefully that raises their awareness. It also gains gains better support, I think, for those enlisted, those interested in enlisting. You know, I I think, again, it's uh, a matter of education. As as you and I have talked, uh, and I was was during the Vietnam era, and, uh, you know... Many, many people, particularly the ones that have never served, have a very distorted view of the military. And, um, you know, it's, in fact, I would say today, because I've said over and over again, or many times, I've got a son in the Air Force, a major in the Air Force. And um, I would assume, I can only assume, that the Army has done the same thing that the Air Force has, and that's, and you mentioned it a minute ago about pushing education. And, uh, they're, they're always in class. And, you know, in my experience in the Army, uh, you go to a class and it's a management class. This may be a $20,000 class at a university, but you're getting it for free at, in the army or whatever branch it might be, and it teaches you management. It teaches you how to work with your people under you, how to work with, you know, the the NCOs or the the enlisted personnel. And these are things that, again, are, you know, you said one hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars. These are things that. Uh, the human resource people at large corporations are drooling at the mouse to, to get veterans and get folks that have gone through the military now. And, uh, it, it's, you, we've got to teach our kids, you know, th- another thing that <laughs> they're not getting in school is the civics that you and I got. And the meaning of the flag, the the meaning of the Constitution, and you know, once you raise your right hand, protect and defend. And it, in some cases, it's um, it's making the ultimate sacrifice, but at least you know what you're doing there and why. And uh, this is. 
these programs that uh, like the junior ROTC, I just I have all the respect in the world because they've picked up the gamut where our schools have let the kids down and are really teaching the civics classes that you and I, and you're not as old as I am, but uh, you and I learned when we were going, starting in grade school, waving the flag, holding the, saying the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning, putting your hand over your heart. And um, these are things that kids are not learning today. And Well, one thing that we're experiencing at this event is we have Roger Wise, who many of you may be familiar with. Who doesn't know Roger Wise? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is my hero. In uh, fact, I talked to him last night. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he starts the ceremony off when we uh, post the colors with his uh, Freedom is Not Free pledge. And I just got a chill thinking of it. And so sharing this with these young people starts ingraining on them the value of what they're doing in the flag. Yeah, and well, one of the things I share... Uh, Starting this organization, you know, I, I had a good friend, Bill Deal, take me one of the ceremonies up in New Jersey. Um, and uh, I walked out in tears just to see the pride in these young men and women. And so when I moved down to Georgia. I called Ken Hartman and said, I'm in Georgia. How can I help? And he said, you're in charge. I immediately mm-hmm. said, yes, sir. I mean, it was that important. But that's been a challenge. And one of the beauties of this challenge, it's forced me to realize, like everybody going to the military goes in, you can't control everything. You have to count on other people. And Christ brought to me people like Roger Wise, uh, my classmate, you know, closer with my classmate Jim Everly, uh, and showed me that, you know, I'm really not in charge of any of this. You know, I, I don't have control. But everything's come together. And I could tell you story after story how Christ showed me this, his, his heart is in this. He supports this. Just the way it made things work. And that's what these young men and women will learn. You know, you do things, it's not yourself, it's those around you. Um, so that's been a very valuable lesson. It's made it worthwhile every every day I get up to do this. That's fantastic. What a testimony. Uh, you know, and it's so important today. Uh, you and, and your organization and community salutes praising our young kids for loving our country while another side of the is throwing up the devil's throwing up the obstacles to tear down our country and I think this is you know one thing that the Japanese learned and one thing I think that our dire enemies really know and they know that we have we have our weaknesses but they also know that we have in this country a lot of veterans and a lot of people that do still support the flag and do still support the constitution and will stand up for either one you know and well I'll just ask you as a veteran um and don't let me down okay because then I'd really <laughs> feel foolish but if your country called again, even at your old age, would you sign up in a heartbeat? In a heartbeat. Yeah. Like everybody say, says, they thank me for being in the military. And I said, yeah, my big disappointment, they, they don't want us older folk. They want the young folk. <laughs> say, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh, I would too. Um, 
just to be that with that military family again. I mean, that was amazing. I, I keep sharing, you know, we, we share with the young people, the family, and it's a fa- it's a personal family, bigger family. You know, and you all can reflect back. Whenever you move to a new assignment, you always have people knock on your door, welcome you, bring you stuff. You know, when you're leaving, you were doing the same thing. Uh, we went to like Penn State in the civilian community. I was looking around, nobody's knocking on my door. You know, so that military family doesn't exist. You know, in in the civilian world, not like that. You can find it, but it's harder to find. Uh, one one thing that you know, I'd ask you all what you that what you can do is one, one of my. This is personal. I believe a lot of these younger folks are not excited about joining our country because they're being educated that it's all about you. You know, the news says it's all about you, and that's the way they think. I think it's important for us veterans to share with them. It's really all about us. It's a community. You're serving something bigger than just yourself. And I think the personal examples you can share will will stick in the back of that person's mind, and they'll start thinking about it. And it may start think, changing how they think about things, that it's not just them, it's our country that gives them these opportunities. And it's worth defending every step of the way. You know, like you said, the family side of it, with, and that is on a squad level, then on a platoon level, then on a company level. And um, I don't know about you, but there was a guy in my AIT when I was in AIT, named Oris Moen. And actually, he had gone through basic in the same company. I, he was just in a different platoon, and I never really knew him. But when we went, when we went into AIT, we were in the same platoon. And uh, I don't really care how tough you are, but, you know, when you're on a – you're double-timing it for two miles or five miles, and – you can appreciate this, be it no matter where you serve, but the, the ground has been pounded so many times that it's like a, a powder almost that you're running in and, uh, or double timing in. And, uh, it, it's just like somebody blowing powder at you and you're sucking it in as you're running. And, uh, we are, we were on a force march and, uh, I just, it just finally got to me and, uh, I was about to drop out, and up comes Oris, and uh, grabs me under the arm, and we made it the rest of the way. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. And it, it now that's a very simple thing in in AIT, but I couldn't tell you the number of veterans, Vietnam veterans. Uh, Desert Shield, Desert Storm veterans, Korean veterans, anybody that we've had on veterans has, oh, that's another thing. You're a veteran. Yes. Okay. This is, now this is a hardball question. Okay. All right. Can you name one veteran that you've met over your time in the service and military and might see even today, but can you name one veteran that can only tell one story? <laughs> I, I laugh because my grandchildren are amazed that I can tell them story after story, and they're all true. You know, we don't have to make stuff up. I mean, we can talk about all kinds of stuff, and most of them involve other people, working with other people. So, yeah, it's, you've got a good laugh on me because my granddaughter says she loves being around me because I have all these stories, and they're all true. <laughs> 
uh, one thing I'd like to get back to specifically for this event coming up on 10 December down the Shrine Center. And here again, Roger Wise was the key of getting me down there. And it's just an amazing organization to be, you know, to, to be bumped up against. It's like being back in the military again. You know, they're very structured, very supportive, and really care about the youth. And they're, they're just willingly gave us our, this facility to use to honor them. So, you know, my, my shout out to them. Uh, but things we can do is just keep calling, calling out and sharing our experiences with others. And if you know any high school seniors that have enlisted, if you let them know we're having this event, and have them call me. Again, my number is 610-420-6765. And if they call me, I'll make sure they, they get in, even though registration closes today. And that's one thing you can do that's, I think, very important for these young people and for us. Absolutely. And, uh, we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a spot and run it for, um, the November 10th ceremony. December. And- I'm sorry, December. I'm, old age will get you after a while. I, I, I've been there. Yeah, I don't even make excuses anymore. I just laugh and everybody laughs with me and we just correct ourselves. Well, I, uh, but anyway, we're going to keep pushing it and, uh, want it to be. And, and in fact, if, if I, uh, okay, I'm going from being a junior in high school, at the end of this year, May or whenever, and I'll be in my senior year. Can I sign up at that point? My understanding, you can, but I'm not a recruiter, so I'm not expert at that. Uh, they can call their local recruiters and get that answer, or they can call me and I'll get the answer for them. But I know there's some people, you know, you know, some, some people graduate early their junior year, their mm-hmm. senior year, so they're the kind of early. There'll be a lot of the ones who enlist and ship out now. My understanding, yes, you can. Uh, you can sign up for, I think, Georgia National Guard even earlier than that. Cause wow. I mean, some of the people go to boot camp, you know, between junior and senior. But understand, I'm not a recruiter. I'm just saying what I think. They need to call in specifically and get the answer from their the recruiters or call me and I'll get the answer for you. And do you remember me telling people to get a, a pencil and paper ready? Yes. So how do they call you? 610-420-6765. And that's kind of the curse. I came down here and didn't change my Pennsylvania phone number, which I think I will. I think I get screened out for a lot of spam when they see that number. So, <laughs> But it's 610-420-6765. So if you, want, if you have some young man or woman who wants to come to our event with their family and the registration is closed, call me. Uh, or if uh, the young person cannot get the answer or if, as far as enlisting, give me a call. And you said you had, what, 700 last year? We had 700 total. We had like 450 enlistees, and the rest were the you know families and the supporters. You know, we had counselors show up. We have, you know, people, you know, like uh, Colonel White show up, you know, to support. Was he in full uniform by chance? Uh, he didn't come last time. Oh, he didn't? No, okay. he didn't come last time, but he, he's coming this time. He, uh... Impressive. Oh, I tell you what, and, and Rick and I are, are, have gotten to be close acquaintances, I guess would be the best way to say it. And uh, But i got to admit, he is sharp in his when he's in full uniform, in his dress uniform. Yes. Um, and he presents amazing. I went to a ceremony, I think it was Veterans Day ceremony, I think it was last year. 
uh, out at the uh, Veterans Walk, mm-hmm. uh, Johnstown, John's oh, Creek. John's Creek, sure. Yeah, and they're they're having some people show. You know, they're, they're, they're Mike Mazel. Yes. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. he's showing, but he's been invited. Uh, but he, in the speech he gave it brought tears to me. You know, I wish I had captured that. So he presents well, and he also talks real well. And it really relates with the people, and that, that's the challenge each of us have. You know, one of the things I shared, I wear this old beat up. You know, hat that says Army. It used to be camouflaged, but so faded now it's almost white. <laughs> but it's amazing people come up to you and start talking. You know, and the main reason I wear that, not so people say thank you for serving, but for the opportunity to come, someone to come up and talk to you about the service. Um, and particularly the young people. You know, and a lot of them, they just don't know. They don't know the opportunities. It's not pushed. And I think it's our job to share that. You know, do you know Graham by chance? Colonel White or Graham White? Colonel White, yeah, I, I know about him. That, oh, amazing! He's, oh, he is, and uh, he's about to be General White. Um, he's he is a, you know, you can tell a whole lot about a person by their kids, and uh, you know, Graham is just an outstanding young man. He's gone through hell uh, with wounds and. Uh, in tours that he's done and been wounded and and uh you know told a doctor no you're not going to take off my arm and uh he's recovered and you know has full use of his right hand now but uh colonel white rick is just you know he must have been an incredible father and his son graham is an incredible you know that's that's America backbone in the military. People like that the father passed it on to the son and the son is taking the ball and running with it. And, uh, I just, I marvel at Rick is, is such a nice man. Well, you just brought up a very key point why it's so important that we recognize these young people and encourage them to join the military because less and less of the families have been in the military. So by encouraging these young men and women to join the military, we're building the next generation that will grow the children like Colonel White has, or raise the children like Colonel White has. And, you know, grandparents that, like yourself that have the stories, tell them. Get those grandkids on your knees and, and let them know how important our country is, what it's all about, what the flag's all about. And, uh, you know... It'll it'll be the best experience you've had, and uh, you know I it, it's just something that has to be done, and and you know our textbooks aren't writing about it, our teachers aren't teaching it, so grandparents, it's your responsibility to let your kids and your grandkids know about our country. You've got to be. The civil, you, you've got to be the one that teaches them civics and what voting is all about, how important that is, how important the flag is, the constitution, and how important our military is. And with that, Ed, I want to thank you for coming in and, uh, we'll, we'll talk after the show about maybe getting you to sneak back in, um, before the, before the 10th. Okay. Even. Or calling in. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to have to get out of here and move on. We'll be back with more after 
a few messages and the next show. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.